Turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. Brother Joel and Brother Isaac plan on coming back tomorrow. Brother Healy still has surgeries left to go. Not much of anything new. Going to look tonight at the animal kingdom, Proverbs chapter 30. A lot is said in the Bible about animals. They typify characters of Scripture. Christ, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, but until that time he's the Lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. We start in verse 15 of Proverbs chapter 30. The horse, horse leech hath two daughters, crying, Give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied, yea, four things that say not, it is enough. The grave and the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that say not, it is enough. The eye that mocketh at his father and despised to obey his mother. The ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. There be three things which are too wonderful for me, yea, four things which I know not. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and say, I have done no wickedness. For three things the earth is disquieted, and for four which it cannot bear. For a servant when he reigneth, and a fool when he is filled with meat. For an odious woman when she is married, and an handmaid that is heir to her mistress. There be four things which are little upon the earth, but are, they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people, not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The conies are but a feeble folk, yet make their houses in the rocks. The locusts have no king, they go, yet they go forth all them by bands. The spider taketh hold with its hands and is in king's palaces. There be three things which go well, yea, four are comely in going. A lion which is strongest among beasts and turneth not away from any. A greyhound and a he-goat also and a king against whom there is no rising up. If thou hast done foolishly in lifting up thyself, or if thou hadst thought evil, lay thy hand upon thy mouth. Surely the churning of milk bringeth forth butter, and the ringing of the nose bringeth forth blood. So the forcing of wrath bringeth forth strife. Let us pray. We thank thee, our Heavenly Father, for bringing us once again into this thine house. We thank thee for Thy Son, sending Him to die in our place, the Lamb, Thy Lamb, that taketh away the sin of the world. We thank Thee for the many answered prayers. We just praise Thee for Thy long-sufferingness toward us and Thy goodness. We plead Thy great mercy that endureth forever. We pray for our pastor and brother Isaac. Keep your protective hands upon them. Grant them travel mercies when they travel. Pray for brother and sister Hilly. Provide their needs. Grant Brother, may the restoration of health. 
We pray for America that you'd have mercy upon it. We pray for our brethren throughout the world, those in Romania. Keep them from evil, we pray. Guide us as a church in the way of truth. Help us to exalt the name of Christ above every name and honor thee in doing so. Open our ears and our eyes now, we pray. Grant me the words of speaking and the ability to speak. For it's in Christ's name, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we ask. And amen. A lot can be said about animals in scriptures. Solomon wrote great lengths in the Gospel of Matthew. Of course, Christ knew all about the animals he created. Matthew chapter 7 and 6. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Don't give away things that are good. But also, God doesn't waste his time on the wicked, the unbeliever, the reprobate. He's not going to throw them good things. We read in Proverbs, or no, it's actually Ecclesiastes 9.11, the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, referring to horses. God has his hand in the matter. The strongest don't always win or the fastest don't always win. God has his way in final analysis. Getting back to the Matthew 7 and 6. Turn back to the book of Proverbs. I believe it's the 11th. I like reading Proverbs. Proverbs is a book we all need to read. It tells us how to deal with people, how to spot things in people. Proverbs 11 22. As a jewel of gold in a swine snout, so is a fair woman which is without discretion. We've had elected officials that are well-dressed and well-mannered, but they're wicked. When we see somebody that looks well, it's a jewel of gold in a swine snout. They cast their pearls before the swine. Nothing would look more ridiculous than a costly jewel in a hog's nose. So, young women and young men, look look good, but be good on the inside as you are on the out. We often talk about dogs. Second Peter chapter two. Dogs are what they are. All like I said, we're looking at the animal kingdom tonight. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 22, But it is happening to them according to the true proverb. The dog has turned to his own vomit again in the sow is washed in her wallowing in the mire. Animals are what they are. You've heard me use that old tale about the... It was a fairy tale about the cat that was always tearing and killing the mice and the rats and then one day he said I'll do it no more I've turned another leaf turned over a new leaf and uh, 
first some rats and the mice didn't believe it, but he didn't bother them any. Went on for a long time. Then they started trusting him. And things was good, so they thought. Then one day he goes back to being a cat again, and he said, after all, my nature has never changed. I'm still a cat. And he goes back to rending the mice. There is no human tribe without intelligent speech of some kind and some form of worship or with self-improvement. Man, world over, builds temples, worships something. Animals, as I said, they're animals. Lions are the same in every age. They're just as vicious back 4,000 years ago as they are today. Human species, people are the same in the sinners. Almost everything else which we praise, that is virtue, good, courage, faithfulness, self-sacrifice, generosity, gratitude, man possesses in common with some noble animals. Reading a story about a man who was a slave runs off. Now, doing that, this is in the days of Rome of old. If they find you, they're going to kill you. What they done was they would throw you in the lion's den or make you a sport. And this man ran off and was found by a lion, but he froze and the lion walks up to him and holds up its paw and there's a thorn in it he has to pull out. And a day or two later he gets caught and taken to the stadium and thrown to the lions and guess which line they threw to him to. Throw him to the same line, that line comes out and goes up and starts licking him. They gave him the thumbs up and let them both live. But anyway, animals can be trained to an extent. We know dogs can. We all have our favorite pooches or cats. But nevertheless, he who does not worship God, however noble in other respects, is living a life little higher than the noblest of animals. We don't read of any salvation for animals. Let us keep in mind, animals, a dog is always going to be a dog. The sow is no different. It's always going to be a sow. Hogs are the same of every age. Back to the Proverbs 30. Verse 15 talks about the parasite. (laughs) Boy, that's that's a great illustration of what goes on in government cycles, isn't it? As Proverbs 30 and 15, the horse leech, that's a parasite. It gives, and is this not like, I mean, Solomon was teaching us people here. You have people that are givers, people that are takers. And those that are takers expect to stay that way. It's never satisfied. People don't change. Only God can change people. Verse 16, the grave is never full. Fire will not go out as long as it has something to cause it to burn. 
Proverbs. I don't think it's one one. Proverbs sixteen and four. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. And he will work all things after his own pleasure. Verse 17, the eye of Proverbs 30, the eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagles shall eat it. Now, it's a lot of your big birds of prey. That's the first thing they do when their prey is they pluck its eyes out. They they do that, and you can't see to go anywhere. It's it's going to be food for them. The young generation, of course, we know the Ten Commandments: honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days be long on earth. But today's young generation, as a whole. Wicked. Uh, as the old saying is, they may not live long. But this this awaits the wicked. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out. That's a bad predicament. Such an... Well... Verse 11, there is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. It seems that we're in that generation. And everything is, I mean, everything's tense right now. Rumors of war. Russia has already threatened to bomb us and the kind of weapons they plan on using wipes out nations. It's a very perilous time to be alive. God has set in place laws of retribution, and they they will take effect. Verse 18, three things, which is two wonderful things he didn't know. The way of an eagle in the air, they can see for a mile or two little things. How could they have that good of eyesight? God gave it to them. Solomon teaches a lot of things. He talked about the ant, verse 25. In one place, chapter 6, verse 6, talks about the ants, and the one he talked about, he spoke of actually in a feminine sense. How would he have known that they were male or female? Because an ant, you can't tell with the human eye Unless you have a microscope, you can't tell anything about them. They're that small. Unless God, of course, revealed it to him. Verse uh, 18 through 20. Uh, he's talking about the way of an adulterous woman, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. It's kind of comical here. Solomon had his thousand and didn't understand them. In the book of Ecclesiastes, 
Ecclesiastes. I've lost my place. Twelve Ecclesiastes twelve and fourteen. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He ain't going to miss anything that we know full well. Speaking about the odious, hateful woman, woe unto the man that marries her. She will destroy her her house. After all, what do we read in Proverbs 14? Verse 1, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. He that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his ways despiseth him. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. This is teaching the odious woman and the adulterous woman and the adulterer man. God has the answer for everything. There in Proverbs 14 still. Verse 4. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. Animals have a use, but they're no more than an animal. That's saying if you don't don't have an ox, you ain't going to harvest a lot because you ain't going to get a lot done. Ox helps greatly in plowing and harvesting. Back to Proverbs chapter 30. Verse uh, 24. There be four things which are little upon the earth, and they are exceeding wise. They have to be. They're small. They're, they're vulnerable. The answer are people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. They're not lazy. The conies, I've looked up the conies. It's a, it's a cute little fuzzy critter. It lives in the rocks. They're feeble, but they make their house in the rocks, and they're Hard to get to. The locusts have no king, yet they go forth all of them by bands. Locusts is interesting because when you read about locusts in Scripture, it's oftentimes talking about God's wrath. In the book, that's in the book of Joel. We won't go there right now. But Joel talks about the, the locusts, the plagues in that part of the world. When they have a locust year, it's not like it is here. You just hear some noisy critters. They come in, take everything off. Of, anything that's green, they leave nothing, which means you're going to starve because you ain't going to have any crops. So therefore, when the locusts come, it's wrath. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 8. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be thou wise. This is for the lazy ones. The ant's not lazy. It dive, it's lazy. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. 
How long will ye sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy one as an armed man. We all need to look ahead. We see, I mean, it, it just doesn't need any commentator. One that's too lazy to get out of bed and work will beg in harvest time. The coney, as I mentioned, it's a little critter, seeks its security on the rocks, which provides a great picture of Jesus Christ. He's that rock that we read of in 1 Corinthians 10 4 that followed them around, the one with, that they got water out of in the Exodus. Over in the book of Psalms, the 18th, Psalms chapter 18, verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. That's a bunch. But Christ is our everything. In uh, verse 31 of the same chapter. For who is God save the Lord? Or who is a rock save our God? Mention is the rock that destroys the world kingdoms in Daniel chapter 2. Back to the locust. How can they be so organized? Now, you've all seen what they call murmurization, I think is what it is, where these birds, they just all fly in unison, making the turns together. Only God could have created a creature like that. Locusts, as we just read, have no leader, have no ruler. But they go forth by bands, one, one order after another. One layer comes in, gets the fruit, the next layer comes in, gets the leaves. The next layer comes in, gets the bark. It leaves nothing. It's over in the book of Joel, chapter 2. I think it's Hosea, Joel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel. Joel, chapter 2, verse 7. For this... Start in verse 3. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. And the land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. I believe this is also a picture of the coming tribulation. All the green grass is going to be burnt up. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses. As horsemen, so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap like the noise of the flame of fire that devoureth the stubble as a strong people set it in battle array before their face the people shall be much pained all faces shall gather blackness they shall run like mighty men they shall climb the wall like men of war they shall 
march everyone on his ways, and they shall not break their rank. Neither shall one thrust another, but they shall walk every one in his own path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall and climb upon the houses, and they shall enter into the windows like a thief. That's locusts. They they eat everything. They take all the food in that country. They didn't have anybody to bail them out. This is is a picture of God's wrath coming upon the world. Locusts, as I said, locusts a good type of judgment. Back to the book of Proverbs. It actually uses a word spider there from what I understand it really wasn't a spider of course I'm just going by what I read <clears throat> verse 28 the spider taketh hold with his her hands and is in king's palaces that is true I think most of us around here think a good spider is a dead one I don't have any problems with that either it's often found in hanging plants it does work when move with its hands, climbs and feeds, and it finds itself in king's palaces, which is great typology. Verse 29, there be three things which go well, yea, four are comely in going, a lion which is strongest among beasts, and turneth not away from any. It doesn't matter how many it's facing, it's the king of the jungle, and it will not back down. A greyhound, which is a very fast dog, or in this case it says a horse, and a he-goat also, and a king against whom there is no rising up. How would you fight in war against one? Verse 32 if thou hast done foolishly in lifting up thyself in pride, if thou hast brought evil, lay thy hand upon thy mouth. Leave all strife. And verse 32 is condemning pride, actually. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 14. The beginning of strife is as when one lets letteth out water, therefore leave off contention before it be meddled with. Now from what I understand the letting of water they would dig drainage ditches for irrigation and dig a hole, let water here and then put something in it to stop it. If you didn't have the irrigation, you didn't have water. One other creature I want to look at is the little bird. In Second Kings chapter 6, at least I think that's where it is. I could be wrong. Second Kings chapter 6. Israel had the prophet Elisha to tell the king of the ten northern tribes where the Syrian king was going to be hiding, waiting on him. And so he, the king of Samaria wouldn't go there. 
Second Kings chapter six. Verse certain verse verse eight. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent into the place for the man of God, which the man of God told him and warned him and saved himself there not once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this saying. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elijah the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of the Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Now the old saying is, the little bird will tell you. And he said, Go and spy where he is that we may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore send he, sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they be, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Obviously, the Lord didn't need the little bird, but that's just the old saying. Animals are great teachers. Now, back to the book of Joel. The Almighty had promised that he would restore the years that the locusts had eaten. Chapter 2 of the book of Joel Verse 18, Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied with, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. But I will remove far off from you the northern army, which in the book of Ezekiel, the 38th chapter is, Russia and her allies, and that battle could break out at any time. I will remove far off from you the northern army, and will drive you, drive him into a land that is desolate, with his face toward the east sea and his hinder part the utmost sea, and his stink shall come up, and his ill savors shall come up, because he hath done great things. We see that's what's coming. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth its fruit, the fig tree and the vine tree do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and will cause to come down from you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. 
and the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine, and I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, the great army which I sent among you. This is actually pointing toward the Lord when he rewards his servants. All that we've lost on for his sake. I mean, this is typology. But he will restore it all. We read in the we close with this, Matthew chapter 6. Verse 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures in upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break forth and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your, your heart be also. We need to ask ourselves, where is our heart? Is it with the earthly riches? Uh, indeed, these the, the things that we've studied are great types. We, can, we need to learn from them. Lay up treasures in heaven. Let us pray and we'll close. 